the Shiny Squirrel Podcast, The Nerdlings. I'm Senior Nerdling, W.C. Chronicles. And I'm Jersey Mike, Junior Nerdling. You know that song you opened up with was in a tremendous movie? What's on, what? Boogie Nights with Burt Reynolds with um, Donnie, or, uh, Mark Wahlberg, and he played Dirk Diggler in that. That's I was like shocked. I'm like, wait a second. I love that movie, <laughs> but wow. All right, that's kind of interesting because we got the AVN that just went on this yeah, week. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I went over there yesterday. A lot of skin showing. I jumped up, took a picture at one of the stars, the, and the people the, I the was with. adult video... Awards. Awards, okay, yeah. And it was really beautiful women there and stuff. But like you said, got to commend those people because they entertain us for people that don't have anybody. At least we have a little pleasure. <laughs> and the crazy thing is I jumped up and I was with somebody else and they were like embarrassed because I wanted to get a thing. Oh, you're going to get, this is going to happen. He's gonna, <laughs> I said, now listen, we're here. This is what I do. I'm an entertainer. I want to be entertainer. I am an entertainer. You like it. You stay with me. If not, oh well. <laughs> Well, that was actually, that song was called The Touch. It's from the 1986 movie, The Transformers. Wow, 86, wow. 86. That song, in my opinion, should have been a hit, but it wasn't. That's a whole other thing. Because we're doing robots this week. Robots, like the Robot Wars. Yeah, I mean, I started getting into the robots, and I realized that this is a topic we will be visiting later on down the road. Sounds good, because I'll tell you what, robots, believe it or not, they actually did have a show called Robot Wars, where they would actually, you'd have to craft your robots yes. and stuff. Remember um, that? It was on yeah. the sci-fi? Yes. Yeah. And they would go in the center, and you'd kill it. I remember the one that had that the thing that neat. just crunched somebody. Took, took like, one of those, like, um, what do you call them things? Like a... Not a catapult, but something like a, a pendulum where they would hit you and swing and it would just crush the other robots. Uh, I always liked the saber saw that would come out from under the ground because yeah. that, oh, that would really miss Robot Wars. Thing. Robot wow. Wars. But as you can guess, probably our first robot is going to be, was my choice, was Optimus Prime. So. It's been an honor serving with you all. Autobots, roll out. We roll. All right, so Autobots, let's roll out and get this thing started. The voice of Optimus Prime, it, they've changed a few actors, but primarily it's been the long-term actor of a guy named Peter Cullen. He started doing the voice back in 1980. They brought him back when they started doing the movies, and he has been the primary voice of Optimus Prime. Can you believe that? No, I can't because that, that shows you, too. Like they say in the entertainment business, never say no to anything like you taught me on improv. Yes. Because you never know where something's going to wind up years down the road. Yeah, be, be fair, be kind to people because you never know where you're going to be. That's right. And so I figured it was best... Uh, Okay, so Peter Cullen does the voice of Optimus Prime. He's 74 years old now. Wow. But he, he also did the voice of Eeyore on Winnie the Pooh. Oh, wow, see? The original Winnie the Pooh. And I found it. I found a soundbite that's kind of interesting of him explaining where he gets the voice, the inspiration for Optimus Prime. Now, that's pretty interesting because Optimus Prime is a very, very, very well-known robot. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of based on sort of John Wayne. The body language that the animators use is kind of Liam Neeson for the body movement, movement that they do. So this is Peter Cullen explaining where the inspiration comes from wow. for Optimus Prime. I'm interested on this. When I was living with my brother, a former Marine, he was uh, K Company, 3rd Battalion, 5th Marines, and he fought in Vietnam. He was uh, decorated and wounded and uh, came home. And there was a change. There was a significant change in his, in his, uh, his demeanor, his sense of living. 
and uh, we were sharing an apartment at the same time and he said Peter where are you going I said I'm going to an audition Larry he said what are you going to audition for Peter I said going to be a, a truck he started to laugh I started to laugh and I said but Larry he's a hero a hero truck and he he looked at me and said okay a hero well if you're going to be a hero Peter be a real hero don't be one of those pretend Hollywood heroes always yelling and uh, acting tough and uh, you know be a real hero his voice got very low and um, there was a seriousness in him and the way he talked there was a, a gentle and a, a smoothness to it and he said if you're going to be a hero Peter remember be strong enough to be gentle be compassionate you know be understanding don't go yelling and screaming it's the way he said it and when I got to the audition not very long probably about 20 minutes after that conversation I read the breakdown and I read the lines and uh, it was my time to start speaking and that influence that he had on me his, his voice, it's the way he, he had said what he had said just rolled out of me. Just came rolling out of my... And it felt so comfortable, felt so good. By the time it was all over and I was driving away, I had this warm feeling that I, I just did the best audition I've ever done in my life. And so my brother Larry was directly responsible for that. And uh, for that, I'm forever grateful so that's where the voice inspiration comes from for optimus prime so you never know that's that's pretty like blows your mind the way you think about something that's so magnified internationally yeah nationally known comes from something from somebody's life experience just a life experience which you bring into like why we used to say into improv all the time okay i want to go back to the touch the song that we just started with that's I was saying that song should have been a hit on the radio. My brother presented that song to me, I remember, and he was showing it to me and playing it for me, but it never took off. But here's what I didn't know, okay? That song, The Touch, by Stan Bush, was a double A-side single to Weird Al Yankovic's Dare to be Stupid in 1986. Oh, wow. See, we're back to that again, being older nerdlings here, about flip side to the 45, yeah. which most people today don't even know what's a 45. Yeah, and it, it, well, it was a double A, which wow. means they either, either Dare to be Stupid. I didn't know that was in the movie. No. Which explains a lot. <laughs> it does. It, it does because now when you start to go back and you look at things and you think of things, oh, I was a nerdling back in the '80s and stuff. But the but the '80s took off to a very significant time with the people that came out of the '80s. Yes, as far as actors, singers, performers, uh, it's changed changed a lot of things. A lot of pop culture. Like last week, we did God Rest His Soul, David Bowie. Yep. He changed people, but he was from the '60s. Who influenced him? Optimus Prime's, um, the voice of Peter Cullen's brother. In, in, From did, Vietnam, yeah. his brother. So it's like, where did, he pull, where did the influences pull from and stuff? It's amazing, inspiring and stuff. Yeah. So Optimus Prime, when he started, when he was being created, because on Wikipedia, you can read, there's probably 100 pages length, if it was hard copy printed up, about the storyline of Optimus Prime. We're just getting the like the 2% wow. of the iceberg here. He started at, his name was Orion Pax. Did you know that? No. Neither did I. I wonder if he was named after the planet Orion. 
I bet that that's where they got. I bet that's where they put it from. You know. You know what's bizarre about a lot of this stuff, uh, senior nerdling? You just don't know where an inspiration, where somebody gets a story from, a planet, something they grew up with. Yeah. Something so it's, something so small that it just impacts so many people's lives. It's yeah. just amazing. I okay. His other than the uh, Autobots rollout, Optimus's Prime's motto is no sacrifice. No sacrifice is too great for in service of freedom. Exactly. That's that's my best off the cuff. And I'll tell you Optimus what, Prime. freedom is what what his brother served for. Yeah. And we have Optimus Prime from a Marine. Yeah. So Thank you, military. His he's basically his, his front cab, he's been several different creations. He's been a Freightliner cab, he's been a Kenworth cab, he's been a Peterbilt cab, he's been all kinds of cabs with logos. Wow. I guess. I guess whoever has the most money for it. <laughs> yeah. Welcome welcome to the world of work, right? So, you ready to get into what his weaponry is? Yes, I am. This is where I like. Okay, interrupt anytime you want and stop me, okay? okay. So, okay, first thing that he's able to do, he's a short, he has a short, he can fire short range optic blast. That's from his pistol, basically. Okay. okay? He's, ab he's able to project hologram maps holographic oh, maps wow okay how about does he have like uh, missiles he does he has a retractable well that's uh, that's next in his right hand he can retract that and replace it with a glowing axe wow i remember seeing that one in one of the a lot of the animations okay his trailer his trailer can be traded in. Now, this is something I never knew. The trailer can be traded in for a fire truck implements and an aircraft brewing an aircraft brewing jetpack. Wow, so he can actually go up and oversee everything. Yeah, that's wow. the way he flies. But I never Pretty knew good. about that he had the fire truck no, connection. No, 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 no. Primarily when it's not the fire truck, the trailer is a battle platform ion blaster with assorted artillery and anti-beam weapons that fire automatically. So he is—he's—he probably is the war, the the best-known transformer. I take it, right? I would say so. Yeah. I mean, he, there's a—he has a brother, which I believe is—I can't remember. But no, the focus is Optimus Prime. Okay, and also this the little guy only made a few appearances that come out of the trailer. Really? So somebody lives in Optimus Prime? Yes. Yes. Wow. He, he has a he's a host for a little guy called Roller, which is this little roller robot which searches ahead behind behind enemy lines and can use a grappling hook. Oh wow! <laughs> Didn't it used to go Transformers more than meets the eye? Yeah. Transformers, they go in the sky. Transformers, robots in yeah. the sky. Wow! I'll tell you, that's going back to that one wonderful thing known as growing up as a nerdling in the 80s because yeah. you're not going to get much better than that did these these robots cause we used to have a toy store and i remember we would sell transformers optimus prime oh my gosh we used to be a waiting list for this stuff when they came in you couldn't keep up with it <laughs> you so, couldn't no you couldn't as hot as the toys were they would go out and people would say oh can you get me on this list and stuff you got like maybe in a cart and i say 12 pieces one optimus prime yes and about six of the other ones and stuff so that's how bad it was they wanted that's you to order was. and they wanted to make a short supply and they wanted all the other robots to be bought and just one optimus prime and that's why there's such a collection of exactly today. I mean, I know a lot of people put down the uh, the movies saying, oh, that's a crappy movie. But the movie was made for nerdlings, not for Hollywood exactly. critics. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Where else can you see your hero, Optimus Prime, come to life? You can't. Only on the big screen, known as the movies. Yeah, and the fact that they bring Peter Cullen back to do the voice, keeping it in with the continuity of it. 
Disney, we need more of these movies to get us through these hard times. Yeah, but if we can't resort to Disney, you know, we can always fall back on Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken. That's a new one to me. You're not familiar with Robot Chicken. Never heard of Robot Chicken. It's the animated stop motion that they do with everything from G.I. Joe's. It's on late nights on Adult Swim. Never saw Robot Chicken. Oh I'm going to have gosh. to check out you're, Robot Chicken. Nerdling Jr., your assignment is to look up Robot Chicken. But they're always using Optimus Prime and other, other Autobots in their little short animation comedy skits. Wow. So I'm going to play one here, which I found amusing. I never heard of it. This is the spot! The Decepticons are using the dam below to stockpile energon cubes! Megatron must be stopped! Autobots, transform and roll forward! Hold on a second. Are you okay? Let's get them! Good job, everyone. Megatron was defeated with only 50 humans killed in the crossfire. A new record! The humans are dead. Robots are good. Hey, Prowl, have you noticed how often Prime needs to drain the lizard nowadays? Yeah, he must be French because he's a peon. <laughs> I think that joke goes European. <laughs> but I'm not. Ugh, such a retardicon. Uh-oh. I didn't think going to the bathroom so often was a problem. Okay, I'm going to oh stop it there. Gosh, that is hilarious. Yeah. European. I, now, that is good. I'm going to have to check out this, this Robot swim. chicken. Robot chicken. European. European. Yeah. European. <laughs> I start, oh that, That's about a three-minute little animated skit that they do. But you can go on YouTube and do Optimus Prime Robot Chicken and find but, several but of them. Nerdling Ju or Senior from Junior, that's pretty good. That's clean fun. European? <laughs> You've never heard that joke? No. That's well, funny. I'm glad Optimus Prime could bring it Thank to you, you today. Thank you, Optimus Prime, because <laughs> European is pretty good. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. When Optimus Prime, bleh, when Optimus Prime transforms, he is never transforming the same way twice. Really? Because animators just cannot do it that way. So whatever is required for him to transform, he never does it. They never draw it the same way twice. I never knew that. Wow. I, I can a lot goes into this. A lot goes into it. Yeah. More than you think for a cartoon, and a lot more goes and into it, it for a podcast. A lot more goes into this for a guy like um, Carlo Driggs singing. Yes. A lot more goes into entertainment than you think. In China, in the in it's a city called Kuming, there is a 36-foot statue of Optimus Prime. Kuming has Optimus Prime. Now, you talk about being dedicated. Chinese, it's, I don't know. It's, it's in the center of an auto dealership in the region. Of, of, really? Of Kuming, of Kuming, China, yeah. Kuming, China. What? <laughs> no, wait a second. No. <laughs> Confucius say, go to... Coming China to see Optimus Prime. <laughs> okay. Back when we started the Afghan military stuff yes. there, the Canadian military's role in Afghanistan, they called it Op, O-P, Timis, T-I-M-I-S, Prime, Optimus Prime. Wow. They, he got a nod from the Canadian military. Wow. He, now Optimus Prime is even in international warfare. Yes. Unbelievable. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good sign or not. No. 
There's a brewing company. Does that company. mean he has like he's going to have super powers more than we ever thought possibly coming up? I don't know. You don't know. With that trailer, you never know. You just don't know. In Pennsylvania, there's a brewing company that made a beer called Hoptimus Prime. <laughs> wow. Hoptimus Prime. That's funny. For those who don't know about beer, you use hops and it's put together in the recipe. So you get Hoptimus Prime. And you have to taste one to be hop happiness. Ho happiness. <laughs> so getting into that, I started when I started to research this, I started getting on the internet. And lo and behold, I discovered it had been posted about five hours. But did you know Optimus Prime is for sale? No, but it doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me the way Optimus things Prime fall. Optimus Prime is for sale. He's Let me for guess, sale. about 10 million? Maybe not 10 million. It's the stunt truck which they used in oh. all the movies. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then I'm going to lower it to a million. Between January 23rd and the 31st, the Optimus Prime truck and the car Bumblebee, the Camaro, okay. are up for auction in Scottsdale, oh, so right Arizona. Now. It's going on right now, yeah, wow. in Scottsdale, Arizona. Now you can this the vehicles are drivable, but they aren't street legal or emissions legal. Wow. Okay. So that means you can still purchase Optimus Prime, but you probably can't get away what, driving what, them on the street. What are they trying to get for them? Does it say? It did not say. It did not say. But I'd have to say at least a million, wouldn't you? I would say at least, if they're going to start it out, I'm going to say at least 2,500, a quarter million. Okay. I mean, it's hard to say. It I don't is. know. It really is, because you'll see it on the news. World record, $1.8 million for a car and for truck. For a car, again, for a car Optimus that transforms. Prime, so I think to wrap up Optimus Prime, I think we should take one of his ending speeches from the movies, because they're always so inspiring. Go ahead. I am Optimus Prime, and I send this message to any surviving Autobots taking refuge among the stars. We are here. We are waiting. And that's the one of the his inspiring speeches for Optimus Prime. <laughs> Peter, you inspire, Mister Optimus. Yes, Peter. You, Peter Cullen, you are an inspiration for that. Because I'd say the fact that they bring back the original is a good thing. So, goes into our next Star Wars robot. Your choice. R2-D2. R2-D2. I love him. I don't have any audio for starting it, but how tall do you think R2-D2 is uh, once he's up and going? I'm going to say like four, four foot eight. Nope. Because you know how his wheels could retract and yes. contract? He's between three foot one and three foot three inches tall. Wow, oh, wow. Just, just depending upon where his legs are on his little tri legs so that they are. So I'm going to give you the rundown of what little tiny R2-D2 can do. A lot of these things I forgot about or didn't know. Okay? So he has two power bus cables on both legs. Oh, wow. That's those little gaffling hooks that shoot out. He can pull himself up, like up a wall or some something he has a mono sensing eye just just the one eye yeah that, that that he also has some kind of heat seeking something too if i'm not mistaken he well he had, he does have the rocket boosters okay. which makes him fly now a lot of this got into irritating a lot of fans because first four five and six which were one two and three he didn't have these rocket boosters but then when one, two, three became four, five, six. They wrote him in with rocket boosters, and that kind of irritated him. So they had to go back and then make a reason that somewhere in his past, his rocket boosters got damaged, and he couldn't use them. 
Welcome to the movies. Welcome to the movies. If, if you need something new in write science fiction, write it in. Make it up. He has, I, this one's a given, he has a hologram projector and recorder. Leia, he shot out Princess Leia. Help oh. me, Obi-Wan, help me. Gesundheit, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Junior. Oh, excuse me, I'm, I'm going to get it. Gesundheit. Both ends. Mouth, <laughs> butt cheeks, eating too many beans. That I don't need to hear. <laughs> and, and, and Well, you're hearing it, but you're not just hearing it. It's coming out a little at a time. So guess what, nerdlings? Eat your beans, because they're good for your heart, and they make you fart. <laughs> <laughs> good. He also has a periscope. Yeah, I remember where, where, that. What scene was that in? Where was that? Uh, wasn't that when he was in the garbage? Uh, when they were in that garbage compactor looking for... Uh, I don't remember him falling into the garbage compactor. Yeah, him and the other guy fell in the garbage compactor, remember? Really? And, and um, they were trying to hold it with Mark Hamilton, I thought. Because I, I remember the... I thought, well, that's where, I'm I thought sorry. the periscope was when they were in Star Trek One with Queen Armadillo when they're fighting to get out, and he'd use the periscope thing to look over a wall and make sure it was clear Star or Trek something. or Star Wars? Star Wars. Okay, you said Star Trek. I'm a, I'm bad then. <laughs> You're throwing me off now. Wait a second now, because that's a whole different thing. <laughs> that we'll get to that. That's beat even... me up, Scotty. Oh, okay, well, now we'll... wait a second. But but I thought it was maybe when remember those weird people when they got in the garbage for parts, yeah, the, scrap parts, when and the thing came up. That's the, what I the thought. The trash compactor. Yeah. The trash compactor. But monster. there was two scenes. No, 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 no. That was when they were with the sand people, wasn't it? Where we shot up, where they were scrapped, and they thought they were scrapped him and C3PO, when C3PO got all chopped up. You know, and and R two D two. You know, they they uh, you got them together. I think that's when it was. Yeah, I, I got. I need to do my homework and get some. Yeah, Google, I, I, some it's been Googling a long time. It's been a while since that one. Okay, so he also has a fire extinguisher. That's a given. A fire extinguisher. I remember that one. He has a hidden lightsaber compartment with ejector, which he can shoot the ejector or shoot shoot the lightsaber to to Luke. To Luke. Wow. I kind of remember that one. And then he also has a small retractable saw, which he can pull out and cut something. Yes, I remember that. I think I remember that one. How about, uh, you have anything on there with the X-Wing fighter? Uh, did not get into that. When he gets in the back? When, 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 he, when him and Luke actually well, yeah, fly? Yeah, well, he's got all the computers yeah, and sensors Yeah, everything hooks that. up to him. He hooks up to him. And remember a couple scenes when he overshot the Death Star? He put his thing in and override it because yes, that was it. So, to get him out. Yeah, so what isn't he capable a, of? A lot of the storylines in Star Wars would not be if it wasn't for R2-D2. Exactly. The little droid R2-D2. We um, love you, R2-D2. Kenny Baker, little the little short guy, played... R2-D2 is wow. the person inside up until our current release right that we have right now with The Force Awakens. Wow. But he's still on set for consultation. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. It's now played by a guy, a new guy in the suit is named Jimmy V. Oh, wow. How tall are, how tall are these guys? you got to be small enough to, be, to get into that three-foot-one compartment. Wow. Not very big. Uh, the guy named Ben Burton was the creator of R2-D2. Uh, the the voices the, the noise that he makes it comes from an ARP twenty six hundred analog synthesizer. Holy smoke! <laughs> just getting that out, researching that must have just knocked your brain out. Yes. Out. Wow. <laughs> now what I found I found a really nice audio bite here of R2-D2 when he with Mark Hamill and C3PO they were at the fiftieth the fiftieth fiftieth. Presentation of the Oscars. Oh, wow. We're here to present... <laughs> Behave yourself, R2. Mark is talking. 
course. I'm just as excited as you are. Now do be quiet. And see, my friends here are a perfect example of the combined talents of actor and technician. <laughs> Creating creatures that never existed. <laughs> and sounds that have never been heard before. You know, I sometimes feel like Zeppo Marx alongside Groucho and Zepp uh, Harpo. <sighs> Unique sounds out of distinct dimension, too, and we're here tonight to honor two very special achievements. Excuse me, Mark. He's excited about a special film. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You know, it's really nice to have Anthony Daniels as C-3PO to say all the hard parts. The Board of Governors of the Academy, upon recommendation... That's R2-D2 doing all his beeps and boops as they were presenters you know, of the 1978 Oscars. You know, just he hearing that brings you back to the theater. I mean, imagine that. It was snowing, like they have a snowstorm back yep. east now. I remember 78, the second release. I was a kid. There was a lines for this. You grabbed your Star Wars. Remember they used to sell the, uh, the uh, not the magazine, but like it was like a program. Yes. Had a poster in it. You could get movies. Yeah. They had programs and movies. Yes. Not, that's a lost, yes. that's oh, a lost thing. Oh, man. And you had your popcorn, your soda, and you were there, and you were just like, you just heard it, like coming yep. through the floor, like zoom. Just bringing, that just brings back, because I'm a kid hearing that. Yep. Now, you were getting mixed up when you thought I said Star Trek in, in, between Star Wars, but actually, J.J. Abrams director of both Star Trek movies and Star Wars. In the last two Star Trek movies, he has a tiny little cameo appearance of R2-D2. In Star Trek? In Star Trek. It's either where... Wow. I, I'm aware of the one... I can see the... It's either one or two, but it's where R2-D2 is floating by as trash debris. Yes. Wow, that's bizarre. I don't remember that. He, see, you know, this is what happens when you take cough medicine, <laughs> when you take... Other things for anxiety that you're prescribed. Don't oh. take anything unless you know what they are because you forget things. That's okay. That <laughs> oh, isn't that a Hollywood thing, though? That's when a you Hollywood thing. you become a star, thing. you get a prescription to be like, oh, I don't feel yeah. good. Uh, Write me a new prescription. But anyway, finally, wrapping up R2-D2, there's a website I found called r2d2translator.com. Wow. Okay? This is where you get 30 characters in the field. You can type in whatever you want, and then R2-D2 will beep and boop it back to you. Oh, wow. That's it, awesome. It is the funniest thing. So what I did, I went ahead and recorded this. This is R2-D2 saying, Shiny Squirrel Podcast oh, Network. wow. Okay? Listen to this. Okay. Wow. Now, now here he is saying the nerdlings. <laughs> okay, and then I had him say my name, WC Chronicles. This is R2D2 Talk saying WC Chronicles. Okay, that scares me a little bit. The <laughs> and not to forget you, here is R2-D2 saying Jersey Mike. All right. Short, simple, yeah, and sweet. Yeah, you know, but you, 
You sound like you're having trouble there with yours. <laughs> is, is that because you're from Portland, Oregon? Maybe you got it stuck in the rain. I, that was, that, was I that sounds more like Chewbacca. That sounded a little bit like, like Chewbacca. Chewy, yeah. yeah. So to do that, to do that website, R2D2 Translator, you do. You can try it on your smartphone or your tablet, but you're probably going to need the proper plugins. If you can, do it. Have fun. If not, go to your desktop and do it on that one. That sounds like Chewbacca when, when they took over the uh, Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. So our next robot, this is one that you suggested. Robot B9 from Lost in Space. Will Rogers, Will Rogers. Yes. So this was like, because Lost in Space was like the Swiss family Robinson, ran from 1965 to 1968. Wow. This show would not have just would not have been good if it didn't have the robots. Exactly, because it took 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 place in a time before me, but everything seemed to be like robot because it was in the sixties and a lot of the movies yeah. they were like on the verge of what's the future gonna be like. And a lot of these things were doing shows like Lost in Space yes, and about futuristic what life gonna be. And a lot of the uh the, the interaction between Dr. Smith and the robot B9. Hey, Senior, do you remember they were talking about years ago that in the, year, in the 21st century we'd be driving like land cruisers, like stuff like that? And Flying cars? Yes, and all that. What happened? Like, remember, back to the future, we're going to be able to porthole ourselves to another state real fast? What happened? It's a good thing that that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I won't go into that. That's a whole other topic. Okay, so Lost in Space with the robot ran. Season 1 was black and white, and then Season Seasons two and three, it jumped to color, which is actually a hell of a lot more fun to watch because you can actually see the color that the robot B9 is, wow. okay? So he had, for his weapons, he had tank tread legs. They were a duo on each one. Of course, he was a computer all the time, computer sensors. He had future weapons, and he was very visual. That's what I think the main thing that they made him for was not to be a compact or convenient robot, but to be very visual, like the big uh, fishbowl on yeah, the head, the computer yeah. component, components going on the inside. Something bizarre, like to know standing out. Yeah, to stand out. And so he was a human robot, and the outfit was a guy named Bob May. Oh, and the wow. guy who did the voice was Dick Tufield. And so what they didn't want, the guy who played Dr. Smith was a guy named Jonathan Harris. He did now, not... Did they used to send Dick to left or right field, this baseball player? <laughs> that I can't say. But Jonathan Harris did not want them to release publicly to let anybody know that there was a human inside. Because he knew that the young kids, the nerdlings at that point yes. in time, was just living in that little bubble world that that was a real freaking wow. robot. But ultimately, they did release it, and they should not have done that. No. But Dr. Smith, he was always calling and arguing with the robot. So here, I'm going to let him explain it. I decided he was my alter ego, and he was wise to me, and a danger to me. Always calling in those dreadful alliteratives to keep him down so he wouldn't expose me. You computerized large bubble-headed booby, jabbering Judas, bumbling bird brain. Neanderthal ninny. Tattling cars. Mental midget. Blithering bumpkin. Cackling cacophony comes to mind. Oh, that was a good one. You bubble-headed booby, do you realize what you've done? I'll never get there. Yes, spare us your ridiculous remarks, you insensitive idiot. Well, I saw a fly. Did you really? There are billions of flies on Earth, remember? 
There are no flies of this species on Earth. It Silence, or I shall deactivate you. Less talk, more action, please. Silence, Unity. Alien origin indeed, you will inform the ignoramus. It lowers my thermal balance to a point where all senses perform at optimum efficiency. Be still, you babbling bird brain. No one is interested in your state of health. You ignoramus, you ninny. Oh, you he, he used to get <laughs> He used to, isn't it? He used to want to kill that robot. Yeah, but the robot... Saved them a couple times. Yeah, I mean, you... To talk about it does not do it justice. You have to go back and watch it. Because I was watching, watching the few clips I did, I'm like, I need to watch this all yeah. again. I need to relive this. This is one of these things like uh, your favorite series, like The Sopranos or something. Yes. You're into that you just have to make time for on a weekend. You did your stuff. Yes. Stay home and just get a pizza or whatever you want to cook and get a whatever. You can actually put it in on the background yeah. and let it play loop around and around. And just, you know, zone out and be like, wow, this was done in the 60s. This is really cool shit. Yeah, and if you get it on DVD or Blu-ray, it's, you know, hey, commercial free. But back in, this goes back 18 years ago, this next clip I'm going to play. This is the, I had a little difficult finding some audio clips oh, to play, wow. talk about but this is from 1998. It's kind of an Easter egg from the documentary they were doing. Your first voice you're going to hear is John Lorquette, and then they're going to be showing that he's playing with one of the, uh, in his interaction with oh, really? the B9. Yes. And then the professor in Will Smith, or, or the Will Robinson. Oh, okay. That's the Robinson connection. Come back, and they're adults. Or oh, he's wow. an adult. So I'm just going to play it, and you can find this I on YouTube. A professor from Gilligan. No, 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 no. I'm like, wow, Doctor, how did you dig that up? Dr. Smith, who is oh, okay. still in true character. This is 18 years ago for this wow. Easter egg. Well, robot, I guess we really have to thank the fans for keeping Lost in Space alive for all of these years. Warning, warning, danger, danger. You are tampering with an alien dimensional scanner. Oh, wait, come on, robot. This is just uh, an old prop from the TV series. Activation will cause a shift in time-space continuums. Danger. Danger! Oh, what? You mean to tell me that if I press this button, something's really gonna... Oh, dear. Where are we, William? I'm afraid to look. Oh, Dr. Smith, it looks like we're back on the deck of the Jupiter, too. What? No, not again. I knew you would return to me someday, Will Robinson. My sensors are pleased to see you. Indeed. And what about me, you mechanical moron? Like I said. Mind your manners or you'll lose your friends. Robot, what happened? The depression of an alien time-space flux activator has caused a displacement of transdimensional reality. Stop spouting the silly scientific gibberish. Just translate the foregoing into simple English, if you please. It means that you have aged more than 30 years, while I have not aged a single day. <laughs> All right, wow. I'm going to stop it there. Smart-ass robot. Wow. <laughs> I think that that's a good good interchange. I I don't know if if uh, what's his name Jonathan Harris is still alive, but if he is, whoa! I'm, wow, he's got to be old. So that brings us to our last one. This is the movie from 1979 that Disney wishes you would forget. This was put out two years after Star Wars that Disney was trying to get into the space game, and I'm talking about the black hole. Uh, Remember uh, that now. Yeah, I remember the black hole. The funny thing is... What do you remember about the black hole? B-9. 
be careful before you enter because you never know what's going to be there. Yeah. It it was a very, um, I remember, because I was watching the original trailer for it. Talk about lackluster, trying to hold your attention. It just, it, it it's flatline almost. Yeah. Wow. But at the time, being a nerdling, the big thing I was excited about was this robot called Maximilian. Maximilian. He had the ability to float. He had the ability to. He he. All right. He had lasers. He had electrical charges. He could come up to you and go, which is in one of the battles oh, that he wow. does. But the neatest thing that we always would like is because the, he would be able to lift up these oscillating blades out of his arms, and that was a defense mode that oh, he had. Oh, wow. So that's where they got a lot of those uh, rotating saws for huge yes. robots and stuff. Yeah, wow. that was my most favorite part was the rotating wow. oscillating saw hands that came out. Wow. And that's all we talked about back, I think I was in sixth grade, and that's all we cared about. Wow. We sat through this whole freaking movie, which starred Anthony Perkins, which we didn't know anything about no, at the who time. later became uh, Lex, not Lex. Luther, um, <laughs> what's the name of this movie? It oh. was Psycho. Well, Silence of the Sa Lambs. No, that was him. That Psycho. Wasn't him. Okay. Yeah, Psycho. That's I think that's Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, I'm still not sure yeah, what his exactly. character's name in the movie was. It was Durant. But the neatest thing that we waited for the whole time was at the end when Maximilian was going was defending his boss and he brings up that razor that cutting blade on his right side and anthony perkins durant is holding what looks like a book or a clipboard uh -huh. and puts it up to defend him and that ain't gonna hold him back the blades cut through it and then it meets flesh wow. and <laughs> excuse me that was the most exciting part that i remember from the black hole wow so you cannot really find the black hole on the internet, okay? Most guys can't find them either. Well, the black hole fell into, I think, a black hole in the internet. I mean, <laughs> it's the movie Disney wants you to forget. Wow. So I have just one audio clip that I want to play. This is the part where Maximilian does the thing with the oscillating blades, cuts through the book or the clipboard, yeah. and basically kills Durant. Oh, my Durant. gosh, wow. I had to find it on a German website, okay? Did it have strudel? It didn't have strudel, no. I spent like an hour looking for this clip because I didn't want to look for the, through the, I didn't want to sit through the whole movie to find it, okay? So this is da, Das Schwarzschen. Okay, I'll let that play just for a few lines of dialogue so you can hear the German overdubs on it, okay? <laughs> now, you can find, if you are a hardcore Black Hole fan, a Maximilian fan, not much of a, a Black Hole fan. Wow. But if you want to find it and watch it, you can find it. There's a link on Amazon that you can get it and download it to watch on your computer in Blu-ray quality. Wow. Can't why, get better than the end of the 70s on that. Why you would want to do that? Hey, power to you because that's part of being a nerdling. That's right. 
Nerdlings. Yes. So end of the 70s, 79. Wow. That was the end of the disco era, too. That was, thank God. Oh. oh. <laughs> so I always I, wanted to grow up there, and I wanted to see the, one of the most famous clubs I never got to. I love the movie 54. So I know we're kind of running. I know we're starting to feel under the weather. I'm starting to feel it myself. Yeah. Okay. So I want to tell you the quick story that I want to tell you about when preparing for the photos, the commercials, the promos for this episode of this podcast. Ready to roll on this. I was down on, it's a long story, but here's the Reader's Digest version. I was down on Fremont Street. Okay. And there's this store front window that had all these paintings and murals and a large one of Optimus Prime. Really? Yes. How did you discover that on Fremont? I just discovered it. It's kind of, it's a little bit past the heart attack grill. Okay. Yeah. Where you, if you weigh 350 pounds, you can eat for free if you eat correct the, the, heart, the heart attack killing grill yeah but a little bit farther past that on your right if you're depending on which way you're walking you'll see this big window and there's a big optimus prime really right there. and i'm like i i could not have planned this any better i went and i got my photos okay. of them photos of this window and i'm looking through the windows in the store and i'm thinking it's a model store like yeah. like you know, like model airplanes yeah. and tanks or something that you do with glue that's what i'm thinking it says pretty interesting in vegas especially downtown but yeah, okay that, that, that's what i'm thinking yeah. okay but i'm like i gotta go i gotta walk inside and take a look at this around the window there's even more like, really? toy stuff there's a she-ra a he-man just all kinds of stuff i'm like am i going into church here or something I go inside, and it is the most spectacular toy store that a nerdling could ever want. Wow. I'm walking. I kind of do a half-moon walk around. Okay. Actually, I did find a box that had, I think, Robbie the Robot or oh, B9 wow. on Took a video of that for an upcoming commercial nice. for it. Of course, that'll be seen before this, when this goes out. I'm like, this, I don't know. I got to talk to the owner, whoever this is, and see if we could get him on the Shiny Squirrel. That would be awesome. On the Nerdling Podcast. Went up to the counter. Asked, you know, is the owner here? And the guy behind the counter goes, I'm the owner. My name's Jimmy. <coughs> and I go, you know, I gave him my spiel. I said, hey, I, I do this I do this podcast called the Shiny Scroll Podcast. Blah, blah, wow. blah, yakety yak. Turns out that this guy is the toy expert that they call into the Pawn Stars oh, TV show. wow. Now you hit a tremendous thing. I love Pawn Stars. I love those guys. Yes. Rick Haas, the old man, Chumley. I mean, now you're entering into history. Yes. This is the expert guy. His name, wow. his name is Jimmy Jimenez. He seems like to be the nicest guy. Oh, that is awesome. So they call... This is the guy... Listen to this, nerdlings. This is the this guy. This is the guy they call in to do the appraisals yes. for Porn Stars. And this was total by chance. Just because that is I... Just- Unbelievable. Went from, went from, what, 10 days ago, preparing yeah. to do the podcast for the robots and Optimus Prime. I see it. Next thing I know, we're making arrangements. to We're going to be going to make the arrangements. We will be having a nerdling field trip is what I'm hoping. Oh. Go down to the store. Wow. Do a podcast with Jimmy Jimenez right from down there at Toy Shack. That would be unbelievable because this guy is the guy who, for the guys... On the History Channel, porn stars puts the prices on them. If it's a fake, it's yes. real. This is the guy. This I can't believe you met him. I, wow! So th- this is going to be coming up. Next podcast, we're going to be doing the topic food. All right, which but, is actually but pretty I, I want to hear more about the toys because these guys are like internationally well, famous. I just talked, stars. I, I got to set it up. Oh probably. my gosh! But you met the guy who's the guy for the toy guy. Yeah. Or the, does the toys? We're, That's we're both going to meet him. We just got to get it set up. We got to right. prepare prepare time, and then we're going to go on a nerdling field trip. Oh, a nerdling field trip! Now I like the that. the toy shack store. Wow. 
So, in conclusion, do you have anything else you want to add for this podcast? I just about think robots? you can't beat that. Uh, you probably saw a bunch of robot figurines and stuff in his I store. You did. were probably in nerdling heaven. I was with all that stuff. I, I told the guy, I said, look, this is like going to church here. Oh, we wow. we gotta do a podcast with you. So that's gonna be coming up no matter wow. what. So who won the war of the robots here? You know, there are so many more robots. We got other uh, we got we got um, what do you call them? Decepticons we got to talk about. Oh, wow. We got Cylons. We got other Star Wars universe robots that we got to talk uh, about. Yeah, uh, Stormtroopers. But they're not robots. Yes, they are robots, aren't they? They're clone robots. Clone robots. We got wow. Rosie the robot from the Jetsons. Yeah, the I about her. Yeah. We got a whole lot. So that's going to be down the road. But our next topic in the next round is going to be food. Food. Now that's a subject I like. What kind of what kind of food are we going to get Off into? Off the top of my head, I got Krabby Patties from SpongeBob SquarePants, the Brontosaurus Burger from Fred Flintstone. Gotcha. Well, I like the Scooby Snacks. Ah. I like uh, spinach from Popeye. There. Let's hold it there. That'll be our next podcast. So this has been the Nerdlings on the Shiny Squirrel Podcast Network. I am Optimus Prime. And I send this message to any surviving Autobots taking refuge among the stars. We are here. We are waiting. Our races united by a history long forgotten.